Thank you for tuning in to the Transformed Podcast, a work of Scattered Abroad, which is overseen by the East Hill Church of Christ in Pulaski, Tennessee. You can find our website at scatteredabroad.org. This podcast challenges us to be different from this world in which we live and to transform ourselves into the best that we can be for God. Here is your host, Caleb Rutherford. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Transform Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Caleb Rutherford, and I'm so grateful that you're with us today for this specific episode on this specific podcast. As always, we are underneath this umbrella of the Scattered Abroad Network. If you're interested in some of the things that we do and that we put out here at this network, then please, by all means, go to scatteredabroad.org. There you can uh, find out everything you need to know about all of our hosts here on this network and all of the podcasts that we offer. Uh, we do have a lot of things coming in next uh, c- coming next year in 2022. Uh, but if you listen to my last episode, you know I talked maybe a little bit more about that. Um, but we do have a lot of things going on. Um, so if you want to be up to date with all that, like I said before, go to our social media. All of those links are on our show notes below. Or if you want, you can go to our uh, our newsletter, our, our email list, and you can sign up there. Just go to our website, like we said a minute ago, scatteredabroad.org, scroll all the way down, and there you can sign up and you'll be sent out a monthly email. Um, and there we'll have uh, a note from uh, your directors here at the, at the network, both from myself and also from Michael. Um, and then also you'll find um, a lot of different things. Uh, just You'll just stay up to date uh, with everything that we're doing here, some of our analytics and different things like that. So if that interests you, then please, by all means, go do that. That certainly would be beneficial, I think, to you and keeping up with the network. Uh, if you've been listening, you know that we are have just uh, opened up a brand new series uh, to close out season number two uh, of the Transform podcast. Um, and here on episode uh, number 18, we are still going in this idea of transformed into a Christian. And what better way uh, to close out this particular uh, season than by talking about what it means to become a Christian. Uh, last episode, we talked about uh, this idea of of uh, of hearing, and um, if you want more of, I guess, of the backstory um, of why we're doing these particular episodes in this particular podcast, I would definitely recommend go back to episode seventeen, uh, talking about transforming into a Christian, talking about the idea of hearing. Um, you'll be able to understand the background of what's going on as we talk about this idea. Um, and that certainly would be, would be beneficial to you. But if you've already listened to that, thank you so much for doing so. Um, and let, let's jump right in here to episode number eighteen. To help us do this is our great friend and brother tucker wallace thanks again so much for being on the podcast man dude same honor to be here and uh yeah you guys rock well appreciate that man y'all do too everything y'all are doing over at gbn and the authentic christian podcast everything y'all are doing it's awesome man just super excited that we can work together um you know in different Mm -hmm. entities but still working for the same goal one of the things that brother curtis cates always said uh was lighthouses never compete and so we're just helping everybody <laughs> always, um, never a competition, but always looking to help each other and doing all that we can. So I think it's super cool when we can kind of maybe join forces a little bit and, and uh, do something like this. Hopefully it's helpful to somebody, <laughs> somebody out there. So, um, if you made it all the way through our super, super long episode, uh, episode 17, <laughs> I, um, again, I'm sorry. I'm going to blame it all on Tucker because Tucker talked the whole time. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'll take it. I'm, I'm totally joking. <laughs> Uh, but no, this, ep- these next year episodes definitely won't be as long. Um, uh, so if you don't like that, sorry. Um, but we did, that's just how it had to go because we had to get a lot of the backstory out there. So again, if you don't know the backstory to Tucker and kind of 
the things that he uh, had to go through in order to get to where he's at now. Go back and check that out. That would be awesome. I would love for you to do that. But if you know all that stuff, then definitely jump right into this episode with us as we talk about this idea of belief. And I'm really excited for this one, Tucker, because there's a, I really think there's a lot of confusion about this, this idea of belief. Um, and we're going to get into that as we go forward. But Tucker, talk to me as we've kind of, as we're still kind of walking through your conversion story, talk about the idea of belief and kind of the role that it played uh, for you in, in, uh, in, in your conversion story. Yeah, dude. Um, and like I said, uh, thank you all for listening, um, in our hour long episode before, but, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think belief really, my whole raising that really helped me know who Jesus was, sure. but then meeting Meg and then us like comparing scriptures and just seeing like what the Bible said that really started like, um, truly, I guess, testing my belief of like, do I really love God over what like I've done in my whole life? You know, your homegrown faith. Um, and so that really tested like my love for Jesus of like, okay, do, am I going to choose you, Jesus, or am I going to believe and hang on to everything else? Because I've, this is how I grew up. Um, I was actually talking to a family member of the night and I guess the, one of the, um, an easy way to think about this is like, if you had chicken spaghetti, um, I love chicken spaghetti. <laughs> and if you got the original recipe from your chicken spaghetti, but then like all of a sudden someone brought in and it's like, Hey, I'll use some spice in this time and I'll use some more cheese this time. Yeah. Sour cream and all this. It's like, that's not really the original recipe. So, right. you know, funny way, like this was the first time I ever really tested the original recipe of chicken spaghetti and find okay. out that my chicken spaghetti was a passed down tradition versus just like, and it was added on stuff to, it wasn't sure. the original. Sure. So it wasn't the, my, my uh, belief, a lot of things I was believing weren't, wasn't really in scripture even though the heart behind it was good. Um, so that, that was tough, but um, thankfully that was the, the hardest, but greatest thing was to ever question my faith. Definitely. That's awesome, man. Well, you know, we, we see, and like I mentioned a minute ago, we there, I really think that there is a lot of confusion um, in our religious world today uh, about this idea of belief only. And I, I guess I didn't actually have this question here. Is that something that you believed or that you were taught um, growing up? Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't think there was any way that you could earn your faith or anything mm -hmm. that, um, honestly, I don't mean, I don't really, I, the only thought I had about baptism was chat, you know, the, my heart behind it was like at the time was just showing someone, this is who I am now. Um, but belief only, um, you know, I, I guess I would say that back then it was just, uh, you believe with your whole heart and you do things because you love God. So sure. some of it might be a little tied into the truth, but, but really the background that I came from was just faith only. Yeah. So I, well, I, I guess I would claim that first. Yeah. Well, and there's a lot of people that, um, like we talked about, I think that is where that's where they're coming from because that's, I think yeah. one of the most common things that people believe, and it really is one of the most common, I guess, misconceptions about salvation and what it is and, and what you need to do in order to obtain salvation. So as we talk about that, talk about why, why it, that's something that is, that's really error, why it's wrong. Obviously belief and faith is something that we have to have, but it doesn't stop there. And so many people, you know, stop, stop in their journey and their conversion <laughs> there and don't, don't go on. So talk about why that's wrong. And I made a note. I said, don't go too much into baptism because we're going to kind of close yeah. out this entire series here with that in our last episode. So if you want to hear about that, just keep rolling with us in this journey. We'll get there eventually, <laughs> but talk about why this idea is wrong uh, of belief only. 
Yeah, dude. So I th- I think honestly, there's just a, the reason why people believe things is because someone starts saying something and then it sounds really good and then you get a lot of heart and emotion behind it and then you just hang on to it. Um, and so this belief only idea, it makes sense on paper. Like, oh yeah, you're just supposed to believe like, I mean, yeah, like there's nothing you can do to earn salvation. There's, you know, that's truth. Like you can't work your way to heaven. You can't do enough good. You can't not sin enough. Like nothing can earn it. But what's most important is, okay, well, all right. So I know I have to believe, but like, what about, what about the rest? Like, is it just just having faith. Like, am I just supposed to live my life? So, yep, I got faith. I love Jesus. That's it. But what's great is if you go to jump and you priority things, but James one, uh, chapter one, you know, um, one of the things that I've learned over the years is like, um, Romans to revelations written to Christians. And that's been so helpful is the context of things is like, this isn't written to people that are lost, but these, these letters are written to Christians. So you go to James chapter one, uh, verse 22 through 23. And um, it says, but be doers of the word, not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man observing his natural face in a mirror. Um, you know, he go, he walks away and he forgets what he looks like. Um, and then I wrote down like uh, James two seventeen, and uh, let's see, James two seventeen twenty twenty two. But thus also faith by itself, it does not have works, is dead. Mm-hmm. Um, some will say, if you have faith and I have works, show me your faith without your works, and I'll show you my faith by my works. Um, you know, you believe that there is one God in verse 19. You do well, even the demons believe and tremble, but you want to know, oh foolish man, that faith without works is dead. So somewhere in this Christian culture, we've gotten this idea that it's just about faith and grace only, and all these other things are just come afterwards. But what we're seeing is like, there's no way to earn your, your salvation. Um, God's given us free will to all of us to choose to believe in him if we want. Um, and so um, it is, it is a, like a, a faith and works, you know, it says like, show me your faith right. without works and I'll show you my works with you know, without faith, but it's, it's together. Like we get it so mixed up. It's just like the same in, you know, you go to John three sixteen, and it doesn't talk about repentance, but right. we know we have to repent. Right. Um, it's, you know, so somewhere in Christian culture, um, I thought about this idea. We've started tearing, like you take your favorite book, you wouldn't rip out a page of it because they would leave out the story. So somewhere in Christian <laughs> yeah. culture, we're like, Hey, it's just this verse here, but we won't talk about this verse over here. But it, the idea is it's all together. And like, so you can't work your way to heaven, but there are works of, of like living out the Christian life of sure. taking care of one another and loving another. And if you see someone that's homeless to take care of them or the widows or the children, it's like, you, these are all part of it. Um, and I think what's great is like, if people say faith only is true, it's like literally James two seventeen, like, uh, faith by itself. If it doesn't have works is dead. Right. The question is, it's not works of earning salvation. It's just, it's the Christian works. Sure. So, um, sure. You, you mentioned, yeah. you mentioned grace, uh, grace and faith. And it's interesting, you know, we would die if we didn't have grace and faith, but amen will die if we only have grace and faith, you know, and, and, and yeah. a faith in the sense of a faith that's not working, a uh, faith that is not uh, an obedient faith, I guess is what I'm trying to say, an active faith. And I, I like oh, you yeah. mentioned James chapter two, because one of the verses that's always stood out to me is James two and verse 19. James says, you believe that there's one God. That's great. You're doing good. But he says, even the demons believe. Well, are demons going <laughs> to go to heaven? 
No, we understand that. So um, it's obviously more than just belief. Um, and so I think that's that's yeah. great. And we'll get into more of, I guess, kind of maybe the the faith only belief only as we, as we continue on. Um, but I want to move on as, as we talk about some more things. You know, we talk about this idea of belief and maybe, um, I guess, transitioning not necessarily from the quote-unquote salvation side of it, but we talk about belief in God. Um, sometimes that can be tough. And for a lot of people, it's this way because you can't physically see him. You know, it's hard for people to believe in something that they can't see, feel, touch, hear, you know, with your senses, you can't, you can't understand that. But talk about how our faith, you look at Hebrews chapter 11 and verse one, I think that comes into play when we talk about this, but talk about how faith comes into play when we talk about belief, because they really do go hand in hand. Yeah, dude. Um, I think it is, I mean, it does take so much faith and just a little faith to be like, you know, there's something bigger than myself. Yeah. Um, one of the verses that I love that Bruce Hatcher once pointed out was Romans one twenty, And it says for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes are clearly mm-hmm. seen being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead so that they are without excuse. So it's really cool. Like you could, anyone could go out and like one time we hiked a mountain in, uh, Colorado and you sit on top of this chalet, this roof and you see, and the sun comes up and you see it and you're the way you, the angle that you see it, it looks like it rises like 10 times and you see that and you're like, man, that didn't just like explode. And that happened. And you know, that's all the atheism argument, like, but you don't just throw all these parts down and the computer comes together. So it does take this faith that like, you know what I haven't seen. And, you know, scripture talks about, uh, you know, I believe it's Jesus saying like, listen, you guys have seen us you've seen these things in real life, but how much more faith are the people that haven't seen? So like, that's us. Like we haven't seen Jesus. We haven't seen the things that went on 2000 years ago, but what's so cool is that God knew what he was doing. And there's so much evidence. There's some, and, and there's so many eyewitnesses over 500 eyewitnesses of what Jesus yeah. of seeing Jesus after his resurrection. And something cool that I've learned from working at GBN is like knowing, um, that there were early writers that these early writers back then wrote about um, the things that were going on. Right. And so someone said like, yeah, like, you know, Jesus rose from the dead, but there's like nothing in history at all to prove it. You know, okay. But like there is like you go back and you know, I'm not some history wizard or nothing, but (laughs) um, there's just so much evidence. And then the fact that there were over 500 eyewitnesses, the fact that the early writers talked about it, and talked about um, in our, even in our culture, like you talk about the big flood and in different people's culture today, it's all mentioned differently. So it's like, these things are true. Um, the world tries to hide it and the world tries to uh, put a, a, you know, a political side on it and, you know, all the different crazy stuff. But I think ultimately one, I think too, that the first thing a person comes to when they start believing is seeing nature and seeing the beauty in life. Sure. And then, taking that and be like, there's something bigger than myself and realizing there's a book that was written, um, with all this evidence and then it's all proven true, you know? And so I think, I think that is really cool when it comes to Christianity versus all the other religions. Um, they're all dead, but Christianity, Jesus defeated death and there was proof of it. Yeah, absolutely. It's something that gives us great hope, um, as we go forward to through this life and talking about hope, um, you know, I think sometimes in our lives, we can, we look out in our world and we see 
so much death, sickness, uh, especially, you know, 2020. We saw so much of that. So many things that were uncertain. Yeah. So many things that can get us down and discouraged and in despair in this life. What are some ways that you found it that you have been able to think of that can help strengthen your faith, your belief in God? Because sometimes, I mean, this world throws stuff at you. The devil throws stuff at you that can kind of <laughs> shake your world sometimes, you know? It can sometimes sh- kind of oh, yeah. shatter those walls around you, and you're kind of left feeling, okay, you know, what's going on? What do I need to do in this <laughs> life? Um, what are some ways that, that, um, that help strengthen and solidify um, our belief, our faith in God? Um, I wrote down a few of them, but ultimately my number one, and I know this might not apply to everybody, but, uh, is my wife. Sure. Like, so those of you who are married, like having, um, her Meg has like changed my life forever. Yeah. And, you know, they talk about when you, when you get married, you become one and like, she's my, she's my person. Like she's my half. And so my four, you know, she's my other half and like yeah. we're one. And so like, she has encouraged me on been there from the worst days and the good days and the best days. And so I would say ultimately for me, number one is Meg, but then like when it comes to like other people in the world, um, I would say like community, uh, you definitely need to surround yourself with positive, uh, optimistic, um, people that have eternity in mind that are encouraging because the people you hang around, you're going to end up becoming like them. And so you want to hang around people that, that do inspire you to take the second mile to, that encourage you, that love on you and love you big and not, um, you know, people that don't belittle you or make fun of you. Um, but to have that community, that's like, they got my back. And what's great is that's the church. That is the church. It's, you know, we, it is that what they say, the hospital for sinners. We're all here. We're broken. We come. So I would say community. Um, definitely. We do this a lot. It's like coffee, coffee studies. Like we go to coffee central in Hernando or different places and just get a coffee and, um, and talk about scripture, whether, you know, it could be little or big topics. And then, you know, accountability. I think those things, community and grabbing some sort of, even if you don't like coffee, you can go drink some hot tea or go <laughs> drink a McDonald's drink or something yeah. like, but it, I guess it really comes down to like, if you're married, ultimately your spouse, but if you're not married and maybe not married yet, it's that community. Yeah. But even when you get married, having community too in your marriage is amazing. So like, I would say community is huge, um, whether you're married or not, but I, that would, that would, that's really helped me. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Uh, it's interesting, you know, you look at people, people have different ways to help kind of build themselves up and, and strengthen them. Of course, you and I, we have in common, you know, we're married. Um, so I look at my wife yeah. as, you know, my, my, my stronghold, my help me, the one who gets me through those difficult times yeah. and who, who constantly really Amen. reminds me um, that ultimately God's in control. And that's something that we have seen all throughout these last couple of years that, is that ultimately God was in control of the whole situation the entire time. Um, and it's at times like that where you, where you get into the unknown, the times where you don't really know what's going on. Those are the times that test your faith, um, and test your, yeah. your, your belief in God. Um, and either it's going to push you away or it's going to, you know, make you even stronger. Um, and I think about our, having our foundation, um, solid and, and our faith solid. Cause I, I look at, think about the, um, I think it's there at the end of Matthew chapter seven talks about the, you know, the song we sing, the wise man built his house upon the rock, right? But the foolish man built his yeah. house upon the sand, those, those winds, those, those storms of life, they come. Um, and you know, what, depending on your foundation is whether or not you're going to stand and you're going to be able to solidify yourself through that or you're going to fall. Um, and so 
Yeah. It's so important that we that we put our foundation in in God and in Jesus Christ and in the people around us who are going to help us most, who are always going to be there for us. Let me transition here as we kind of close this episode out to one more verse. Let me let's look at John chapter eight. John chapter eight, and I think about uh, verse twenty four, where where Jesus is speaking here, and he says, and this is a this is a pretty famous verse. A lot of people know this verse. Therefore, Jesus says, I said to you that you will die in your sins. For if you do not believe that I'm he, you will die in your sins. Talk about the spiritual death that we're going to face, Tucker. And this is where things get, things get serious here. You know, If we yeah. don't believe in Jesus Christ, ultimately there is a spiritual death that we're going to face. Talk about that for just a minute. Yeah. So um, I think one thing that's amazing is that God gives us free will. And when he, when, you know, I know a lot of people can twist the Calvinist uh, perspective on things, mm-hmm. which it's unbiblical, yep. but the great thing is that um, we've recently been talking about that. So that's why it's on my mind at times. Um, but God gave you us, he made us and he knows you before you even born before the, you know, you were even your uh, sub sustenance or substance was even formed. Like you, he knew you and he knows you better than anyone else and that from my previous life before becoming a Christian, that knowledge though, of knowing how much God loves you and knows you that carries you on. So when you realize at something, when you get old enough to go to choose to go against God and really you start putting, you start adding these sins upon your life and choosing to do things that aren't um, the way, you know, the way God designed life and the way God says, Hey, we don't do that. Like in scripture and like things, mm-hmm. we start going against his commandments that's when we start realizing we start building this bridge bridge between us, this huge gap. And the only person that, that we should have been on the cross, but that Jesus, like God said, I'm going to send my son, my perfect sinless son, fully human, fully God down to be with you guys and to be one of you and to, and to bring the ultimate hope. And, um, and so when we, uh, you know, if we, if we choose to not obey the gospel, and um, be buried in Christ and you know, his, his blood cleanses us. Um, but it cleanses the ones that become Christian. So a lot of people say the, the faith, you know, Jesus, what, what Jesus did on the cross is done. So it, you know, it just applies to everybody, but that's not what scripture says. It says, Hey, listen, you got a choice. Like if, if you want to be, if you want to be in the family of God, you can, um, but you, you know, but there are things you have to do and, and it could be tough. Um, we're going to talk about that, like repentance and all that stuff yeah. and changing your life. Um, but sin if you die in your sin um and you don't have jesus um if you're not covered with jesus you you know we will ultimately go to hell um be separated from god forever um and but the great great thing is you don't have to you don't have to be separated you can have that hope and joy and peace and forgiveness and be white as snow and sinless and um you know even when we mess up today we still have like it's so much hope and peace to know that he's got us even when the world's crazy so if we don't if we if we die without jesus we will eternally be separated from God, but that's on us because he's given us a choice. He's like, I love you, but I'm not going to put you in a corner and force you to choose. It's like, right. I love you. If you want me, I got you. But if you don't, I mean, you know, he's not going to force us. So yeah, um, I'd say choose Jesus, but um, yeah, man. Yeah, no, that's, that's a great way to put it. And I think a lot of people, uh, I don't know, a lot of people struggle with that, I guess. Um, like we, we kind of went back to maybe last episode and talked about, you know, there's a lot of good people in the world um, and it's hard for them to maybe come to grips with the fact that being good is not, enough um but you have to be obedient um and in being in this idea of obedience is this idea of being becoming a christian and doing it in the way that jesus says that we have to do it um so that that's a great point 
Um, and it talks about, we, we talk about the, the end, the spiritual death that we'll have to face one day. If, um, we haven't given our lives over to God and we understand Isaiah 59 and verse two talks, obviously talking about an, an apostate nation, a nation that's fallen away, but, um, sin separated us from God. We no longer have that relationship. Um, but, um, first John chapter one talks about the forgiveness that we can have. Um, obviously once we have our, our Christians, um, the forgiveness that we can have, um, and it can wash us white as snow, like you mentioned, Isaiah chapter one and verse 18. So uh, what a beautiful thought that is, um, to know that yeah. we can escape that. And like you said, it, it's ultimately it's our choice. You know, God has yeah. done his part. Um, and Jesus has gone to the cross. He shed his blood. Um, we have the church, we have the way to have salvation, but it's up to us to make that choice and to be willing to do it his way. And I think that, again, that that's another thing. A lot of people want to do it their way. And once it has to be their way, yeah. um, but we have to be willing to be humble enough and to understand that our way is not the way, um, but rather that's Jesus Christ. We know that John 14 and verse six. So certainly a great topic uh, to discuss, which we could really go more into it, but we've got, got some other episodes we need to get to. Um, so if you're still with us and we've been going through this journey, uh, check back in next week as we continue, uh, to talk about this idea of being transformed into a Christian Tucker. Thanks again so much for being on the podcast today. Oh, thank you so much, brother. Absolutely. Well, again, as an audience, thank you so much for being with us. Look forward to seeing you next week. And as always, God bless.